not real. Good evening, and welcome to another edition of Gray Matters, the weekly news and media talk show. My name is Dick Whaley. And I'm Jim Dwyer. And somehow I lost my agenda page. I don't know what happened to it. It's bizarre, but it seems to have vanished. Anyway. uh, Well, like that hot weather, fortunately. Yeah, like the hot weather. We've had a touch of of autumn the last week, and boy, uh, the relief is nice. I like summer. I think I liked it more as a kid because of baseball and swimming every day. But I guess when you get older, it's the extremes that that get to you. But, of course, we've had really heavy winds, so uh, watch that brush. (laughs) And, of course, uh, disastrous uh, fires here in uh, the city of Detroit caused by downed power lines. Uh, Ann Arbor's been kind of lucky because of the the high wind here over the last couple of years has kind of shaken loose the the older branches that tend to cause those kinds of problems. And it's been very dry uh, all over the country, at least east of the uh, Mississippi. So uh, we've seen forest fires raging in Colorado, and uh, that isn't good. In any event, the... uh, Give out a quick brain damage award to the uh, the dip blank from Gainesville. Uh, he got way too much media publicity last week, and uh, seems to have fallen on his uh, his face. And uh, Terry Jones, I think, is his name. Nobody wants to keep up with the Joneses, but uh, not to be confused with Monty Python's Terry Jones. Yeah, exactly. He was funny. This guy is a Sorry specimen for a member of the uh, religious community, uh, wholeheartedly denounced all around the globe. And I guess we'll just call call him the uh, the dip blank turned into a, a chicken blank. <laughs> <laughs> so much for him, and hopefully he can uh, R.I.P. somewhere else. Uh, of course, uh, 9-11 commemorations... We're all over the country, and uh, it's uh, always encouraging to see that Glenn Beck and Sarah Palin got together in Anchorage, Alaska, and they're, they have a, a slogan called Restoring Honor, <laughs> and uh, it's emerging that they may be the dream ticket for 2012. Ooh. And I was thinking, B and P, BP, it's the bung plug <laughs> ticket. Beck is the bung. Para is the plug. She's always plugging her show in this article. Indeed. 
She is the living plug. In today's New York Times notes that she's uh, building a TV studio in her home uh, just so she can broadcast uh, live. In her pajamas and robe. Yeah. Cup of cocoa. And, of course, uh, Beck uh, is, uh, you know, asserting that that we need a religious revival in this country to restore the honor. And uh, uh, this is uh, pretty scary. Uh, Of course, Palin came up with the uh, death panels slogan that was so effective in distorting the health care debate. Beck has been relentless in attacking Obama, uh, pretty much uh, overtly dismissing him as an American and suggesting that he may not be an American and may not have a birth certificate, etc. But uh, what a scary event when uh, Beck and Palin get together to commemorate 9-11. Well, uh, the best way that uh, their followers could uh, commemorate such an occasion in that company would be to simply buy their books, because that's really what it's all about. Uh, Public show of grief uh, is usually in such cases uh, for somebody's personal gain. Uh, everybody has the capacity to devote a silent moment of contemplation or prayer or what have you for those who died for the entire debacle which ensued because of 9-11. A truly compassionate, sensitive human being doesn't need (laughs) those two knuckleheads uh, to commemorate uh, anything. Uh, just remarkable that somebody would feel moved to share such solemn and somber moments in the company of such utter buffoons. Well, it's interesting that this article by Mark Leibovich uh, quotes a, uh, a Richard Ziegler of uh, Anchorage who uh, called the celebrity ticket a total nightmare <laughs> and stood at the entrance of the convention center on Saturday, where uh, about 4,000 people showed up, uh, extolling them to run, run, run. And uh, anyway, uh, Richard Ziegler had a a sign that said, lipstick and dipstick. <laughs> so every uh, experience is a learning experience, Danny. Even, well, the, even the bung plug show. And remember that uh, besides hunting and fishing, there's very little to do in Alaska. Very little to do. Yeah. And so when some, you know, nationally recognized celebrity comes, people will show up that uh, I guess I'll back away from my previous statement and say, maybe those people just needed an excuse to go out and... uh if they adequately lubricated themselves beforehand, may not have even been aware of what was being said. Yeah, and of course Let's it's hope. troubling when uh, Leibowitz writes, as the Glenn and Sarah Buddy Act proves, these are good days to be a conservative with, a po- with populist credibility, especially oh. <laughs> if you have no governing responsibility and access uh, to a television studio like Beck and Palin, n- noting that Palin's building one uh, right. in her home. Uh, so look forward to the Bung Plug show coming to your local station soon. Certainly uh, 
widely promoted on the Fox or the Pox uh, News Network, as I like to call them at this point. Indeed, it is a sort of a itching condition that you get if you watch it for too long. Uh, Got to give a brain damage award out to our longtime recipient of these. Uh, Benjamin, don't call me boo-boo, Netanyahu, who uh, said on Sunday that the government uh, could not extend a moratorium on housing construction in West Bank settlements, indicated he would limit the scope of future building. Uh, Reading here from a Reuters uh, posted article in the Financial Times of this morning, Mahmoud Abbas, Palestinian Authority president, has threatened to quit nascent peace talks with Israel if it resumes new construction in occupied territory. Um... Netanyahu, whose governing coalition is dominated by pro-settler parties, told Tony Blair that, quote, Israel could not extend the freeze. Close quote. Officials with knowledge of their talks have said. Uh, But according to one official, Boo Boo also said, quote, we will not build all of the tens of thousands of housing units in the planning pipeline. Well... That's refreshing language. Oh, we were planning on building tens of thousands. We won't build all of them. But what we have here and why he gets a brain damage award for this is a confusion between what Israel can and can't do and what's good for the Likud party. Mm -hmm. Because clearly Netanyahu can't uh, extend the moratorium because his fragile coalition will disintegrate. Likud did not even win a majority of votes. Israeli politics is so fraught with piecemeal, small, tiny little parties that a series of small uh, settler parties are what's keeping this Likud coalition together. It's very much in Israel's interest to back away from the settlement process. Uh, This is a major, perhaps at this point, the major stumbling block between uh, any reasonable attempt to sit down and discuss peace, uh, to say that Israel can't uh, is entirely disingenuous. Uh, Really, Likud can't. Israel very much can and very much should, unless they want to have the international community community declare them a uh, binational secular state, which is pretty much where they're headed if they continue to pursue this rampant uh, settlement policy. Yeah, and who knows what will happen with the peace talks, but I wouldn't uh, bet the farm, so to speak, on anything uh, substantive really happening. Uh, Miracles occasionally happen, especially when watching the Bung Plug show (laughs) in in Anchorage, Alaska, but uh, I guess the cynic in me says that the substantive issues that have always been basically the settlements, which, of course, uh, Netanyahu is not cooperating on, the right of return, mm-hmm. um, complications over Jerusalem. These are thorny issues that simply are very difficult to move uh, the sides on, and uh, we'll see. But uh, don't get too uh, too worked up about this whole situation. <clears throat> I would it's get a more little, of the same. Yeah, more of the same. And I would, but I would get a little worked up about some of the continuing distortions that are being uttered in our uh, current uh, debate about the economy and 
this deficit and the stimulus package, one dare not enter the, uh, utter the word stimulus anymore. Uh, that apparently is a bad word that's got evil connotations. And uh, just would like to point out uh, some of the actual facts, because the facts always get in the way of uh, substantive debates and understanding of where things were. Uh, it's interesting to note before, and there's been a debate about whether or not to extend the Bush tax cuts, uh, which were passed uh, many, many years ago. In fact, uh, I've never heard of, of tax cuts lasting for a decade the way they have. But these tax cuts have essentially created the deficit. And it's interesting that on the eve of the Iraq war, the um, debt ceiling level at uh, on the eve of the Iraq war, one month before it actually began back in these many years ago, 2003, stood at 6.4 trillion. It's now up near 13 trillion. Uh, this is where the money has gone. Uh, and of course, the Iraq war was not paid for. Uh, Pentagon spending back then, before the Iraq war, was about $320 billion. It's now over $750 billion. Oh, so that's why there's no money for schools and roads and yeah. bridges and health care and fire departments? Right. And when Beck and Palin say that they're going to restore honor, I'm... Or that they're populist. Or that they're populists. <laughs> I keep wondering what honor they're talking about. Are we talking about Vietnam, Watergate... The Iran-Contra scandal, the lies that led up to the Iraq war, the lies about tax cuts, uh, the lies about budget uh, issues that continue to be foisted upon the American people as to why we have these massive deficits that everybody now is so concerned about and becomes the excuse that government has gotten too big. Well, unfortunately, in, 19, uh, in 1984, when Walter Mondale except to the Democratic nomination for president, he told the American people, I'm going to raise your taxes. When he said that, he was done. I'm going to tell you. Ronald Reagan isn't going to tell you. Right. He's going to lie about it. And, of course, he proceeded to continue to lie about it. And the continuing problems with the housing uh, component of our economy are ast astonishing. Uh, the government currently guarantees about nine out of ten mortgages in the United States of America. And the Beck Palin, Boehner, Gingrich, Jim DeMint solution to all of this is to get the government out of the mortgage business. That may lead to a housing collapse of monumental proportions because uh, they have a lot of, they do a lot of shouting and a lot of yelling, but I, I, I don't see any substantive... Um, policy ideas that actually solve these problems. Uh, presumably, restoring honor would be fighting for victory in Afghanistan. That, of course, is uh, one of uh, John McCain's components of his uh, resuscitated campaign against a Tea Party man. And tomorrow is the last uh, sort of substantive primary day of this uh, presidential or this uh, midterm Mid election. Season, yeah. Uh, keep your eye on Delaware and Vermont. Very interesting how the Tea Party candidates in those two states may fare, uh, as well as uh, portending the, the future of this uh, presidential or these midterm elections. 
It's going to be fascinating to see how Obama rallies the troops. Uh, he had a press conference last week in which he, of course, had to unfortunately talk about this moron down in Gainesville um, and his uh, plans to burn a Koran. Uh, real American uh, of that guy, and uh, he had to denounce it. And I think Obama needs to have more press conferences, but he needs to remember that as the president of the United States, he is the leader of the Democratic Party that's uh, in a little bit of disarray and a little bit confused about what their message should be. But uh, the Republicans may be in more trouble than people realize, because if this Tea Party... A candidate in Delaware who seems to have baggage that uh, sort of resembles Newt Gingrich in many ways, wins against Michael mm -hmm. Castle. Uh, that could be an incredible uh, damaging blow to the National Republican Party. And it's interesting that this primary in Delaware, fascinatingly small state, the first state of the Union to ratify the U.S. Constitution um, may be determined by a couple of hundred votes either way. And uh, Sarah Palin has endorsed uh, Christine O'Connell. So very interesting. The New Hampshire primary is interesting because it's a crowded Republican field with an establishment party uh, person and, of course, some two teabag uh, candidates in this uh, uh, particular primary. Very interesting to see what happens. And I would say that uh, Wednesday, the midterm elections really begin. And, of course, over the weekend, you saw John Boehner, the man with the perpetual tan, saying that he may compromise on the tax cut, uh, making the tax cuts permanent. Ah. The the <clears throat> debate is whether to give tax cuts to everybody or to 95% of the people, as the Obama administration wants to do, which is essentially people making less than $250,000. Uh, this is a stimulus idea, a Keynesian economic idea. That's probably more than 90% of the people who make less than that. Yeah. So it's... Um, Scary stuff, but it's it's fascinating that there there's a very mixed message occurring here about what the stimulus needs to be. Obama last week proposed a fifty billion dollar transportation stimulus package, and uh, we know here in Michigan that that sort of infrastructure on transportation is needed. That's how you create some right. jobs, but. Uh, when you run into obstructionism, and I think that Jennifer Granholm has, has had this problem here in Michigan. Uh, Michigan, unfortunately, adopted one of Newt Gingrich's really bad ideas from the contract on America, in which uh, we created term limits for state legislators. We just have a lot of amateurs in charge who really have no clue about what to do. And no real long-term interest in pursuing a strategic and organized agenda because oftentimes they're simply there as a sort of a resume filler because it's a limited run. It's not like you can establish a reputation and a career for a sustained sure. uh, political career. Uh, and, of course, the way this idea was sold was that, oh, well, the Washington fat cats who sit there and, you know, 
politicians who hold down the uh, job and put their feet up and don't do anything. Um, that's not uh, the way it's actually played out. So those who ended up voting for it uh, were misled and, and badly fooled. Yeah, uh, the way that uh, proposition was sold. Well, and you look at the at the reality of it. If you're in the House and the, the term limits in the House of Representatives, the State House of Representatives are six years. Mm-hmm. You get in for your first term, and you're sort of learning the ropes. Right. Then you're running for re-election. Then you've presumably won re-election because you're an incumbent. You've got one more term to maybe get something done. And then in your last term, assuming that you get re-elected, you have to retire. Right. So what's the point of doing anything substantive for the future of America? You know, it was very encouraging to hear... George Voinovich, who's retiring from the U.S. Senate, announced that he's not going to obstruct any bills for the rest of his senatorial term. He publicly announced that he is going to to break filibusters and allow the agenda to go forward. Now, he represents Ohio, and Ohio's economy is always uh, intimately linked to uh, the Michigan economy, the manufacturing sector. Transportation. Transportation and the sort of combination of agriculture and and, uh, light industry and heavy industry that both Ohio and Michigan's economies depend on. Uh, Of course, Ohioans put a much bigger premium on the Michigan-Ohio State State game than we do. And Woody Hayes used to call Michigan the the state up north. He couldn't (laughs) utter the name, sort of like... uh, the way candidates can't talk about their opponents in any substantive way, but um, encouraging that George Voinovich would at least publicly announce that he's not going to allow obstructionism to continue while he's still a senator, because he realizes that it's this obstructionism that's creating the confusion. I think it was Led Zeppelin that had a famous song called Dazed and Confused. Indeed. Well, I would say that the electorate right now is confused, and uh, they may become very dazed after the <laughs> results in, in a couple of weeks here. And, of course, we only have uh, one more uh, em- employment uh, report to come out between now and the election. It's not likely to be earth-shattering in any way, shape, or form. Um, it's interesting that, of course, in the last uh, announced uh, jobs report, uh, the private sector did create, um, I think it was 87,000 jobs, but because of the government cutback on uh, uh, census workers, the unemployment rate went up. And there are no magic solutions for the jobs uh, problem here in the United States of America. America has basically had a bad economy since Richard Nixon. Those those are really the facts. There was a tech boom in the 90s, um, and I think there was uh, much more, uh, you know, there was actually a cut in Pentagon spending in the 1990s, mm-hmm. thanks to Bill Clinton, and the slight increase in taxes. This is how the books got balanced. Uh, it's important to remember that George Bush inherited uh, annual surpluses of about $240 billion. He quickly turned them into massive trillion-dollar deficits that uh, are part of the uh, legacy of Reaganomics and Bushonomics. And there seems to be just a remarkable amnesia about uh, what's gone on here. Um, the TARP bill, for the record, was signed by George Bush on the tenth, on the third day of October, two thousand and eight. Uh, and of course, this week we're going to 
commemorate the collapse of Lehman Brothers. Yeah. But if you go back and you check the statistics and the facts on the economic decline, these problems were cropping up in 2006. They were being covered up uh, with uh, loose monetary policy that Greenspan uh, had kind of kept frozen for many, many years. And it was the ability of J.P. Morgan Chase to buy Bear Stearns that kept the um, Bear Stearns collapse sort of invisible to the public in March of 2008. And, of course, the Lehman collapse and the uh, sort of the recognition nationally that there was a serious banking, housing, uh, capitalism problem uh, popped up on the 15th of September 2008 when John McCain famously declared of the a national economy sound. He was campaigning without a space helmet. And, of course, Sarah Palin was uh, still studying the crib notes. Yes, and uh, having the camera strategically placed behind her. Behind her. In the debates. And uh, working on her winking. Abraham Winken. Abraham Winken. Getting all presidential. And on working you. on being mavericky. Yeah, that's right. What a sorry state of affairs. But uh, we'll see if we end up uh, confused and then dazed. Because, um, I, I, you know, I, I just, I don't know what the Republican Party slogan is, but as I said last week, I think it should be, Ahead to the past. <laughs> or the bridge to nowhere. Well, and again, as as we've been saying for a while here, that the you know excitement that's sort of uh, played up in the media about the, the Tea Party and, oh, you know, Republican resurgence in the midterm elections, that uh, everybody knows that it's the center that is what elects. And it's that slender margin in the center that everybody goes for. And once you uh, establish the candidates through the primaries, uh, the teabagger may get a lot of enthusiasm in uh, their immediate followers and maybe some excitement in the media. But uh, when voters actually go to choose, will they go that far or will they sort of stay towards the middle? Which yeah. Which they usually do. Which they usually do. And, and many times local uh issues obscure big national issues mm -hmm. the republican party is trying to nationalize the campaign in, in a very confusing way and of course opinion polls are sort of irrelevant to some extent it really only matters what's the poll on election day um, i think that obama has made some minor mistakes but these are not uh, of the uh, proportion of uh, illegally invading cambodia illegally invading Iraq, trading arms with the government of Iran secretly to divert money to the Contras, where the funding has been cut off, and then claiming amnesia. Uh, these are some of the legends that have led America over the past 40 years. This is why we have the economic problems we do. It really, if you go back and check the facts, it started with the Vietnam War and the inability and the unwillingness of politicians to pay the price to go kill people in Indochina. The policy itself was morally bankrupt 
and part of a uh, dazed and confused era called Joe McCarthyism and anti-communism from right. the 1950s and late 40s. Can't go soft on communism. The domino theory. The domino theory. Monolithic communism. Utterly absurd premise. All of the stuff was uh, ridiculous back then and continues to be ridiculous today. But this is what led to the run on gold in the late 60s and the ultimate uh, uh, fact that Nixon had to withdraw from uh, the Bretton Woods Economic Agreement. Um, the the planet has added close to 3 billion people since 1975 when these economic problems started. And oil consumption is way up. And free trade, of course, is part of the uh, long sort of traditional theory of uh, many uh, American economists regarding uh, how America benefits. But when America was producing 40% of the world's GNP, that worked for America. But when the jobs began and the manufacturing began to be shipped overseas, and let's remember this historical fact, 25% of the manufacturing jobs that America had before George Bush, Bush took office are no longer in America anymore. So nobody has any substantive uh, concept to the uh, jobs problem because the American economy has been built on a kind of uh, bizarre theory of credit, credit card debt. College, loan debt, uh, withdrawing equity from your home to go buy things. And this sort of suburban consumer uh, keeping up with the Joneses, keeping up with that bozo down in Gainesville, and we don't want to keep up with them, that's part of the problem. And there are structural issues that substantively have to be addressed by our politic, our body politic. They're not doing it. You are listening to WCBN-FM in Ann Arbor and the program Gray Matters. Yazoo City Calling will be coming up eventually. I'd like to thank Andrew for engineering this evening, uh, so do stay tuned. Occasionally you see maybe a good thing about the <laughs> um, bad economy, but uh, it's still troubling. Uh, it's reported by Tom Shanker that uh, global arms sales uh, fell to their lowest level since 2005. The value of global arms deals in 2009 was $37.5 billion, a drop of 8.5% from 2008. The United States maintained the role as the le world's leading supplier of weapons uh, with about 40% of total sales. Uh, so America is number one at something. <laughs> it's just the wrong thing. Indeed. Well, here's another thing.